Well, hello, everybody. Glad to have you all back. It's been kind of a whirlwind last couple of weeks, but I'm back in studio, ready to rock and roll like all things have a plan. So here I am being recorded just like God intended. Coming to you from the heart of South Louisiana where the smell of rue is hanging high in the air ever since we had a little cool front come through. This is the Down South IT Podcast and my name is Clark. The title for today's episode was a little bit on the misleading side, but hear me out. There are a couple of ways you can give yourself a 100-inch TV. Now, the first thing you'd have to look to is either something along the lines of Samsung's wall series TVs, which are anywhere from 145 inches to 217 inches across, but those can range anywhere from $175,000 up to a quarter of a million dollars. But you can have just as good an experience if you use a projector. So that's the route that we're going to be going through today, along with some things to look out for if you're in the market for a projector. And at the end of the pod, of course, I'll give you my top five. All the links to those will all be, of course, the show prep for this episode. You can find that on the website, downsouthitpodcast.com. And of course, you can find a ton of other stuff on there. The embedded player, if you happen to miss an episode, and I hope you haven't. All the videos, tutorials, the blog. And of course, all the different links to the show pages and platforms that the pod is on so you can find it on the app that you like best. If you do have an app that you use that I'm not on yet, and that's downsouthit at gmail.com or at the very bottom of the website, there's a form you can fill out, send it to me and you can message me straight through the website. It's up to you. You have the power. And speaking of power, how's that for a segue? First thing you want to look for in a projector is the power of the light that it uses. And it can be a couple of different things, so we'll get that, get to that in just a second. But what you would really want to look for is the lumen count. And lumen is the measure of brightness. There are a few varying definitions, but the gist of it is that one lumen is the brightness of a single candle at one meter of distance from the candle. So the main thing to know here is that the more lumens that the projector can produce, the bulb has more power, which means the bulb will be brighter and potentially the screen will be brighter. Now, of course, there is a caveat to that because just because a projector has a high lumen count doesn't mean that the picture will be clearer and it doesn't even mean that it'll be brighter than one with a lower lumen count. I know, I know. How is that possible? Well, that leads us into the next thing about projectors that you want to kind of look into before you decide on really looking. Now, first off is going to be what I call the emission technology or what technology the, pro the projector uses to actually project the image because that has a huge effect on brightness, on clarity, and not to mention how much electricity the thing actually uses. So first up, we're going to go with the oldest technology, and this is the basic halogen light bulb. These were the light bulbs that were smaller and brighter than the ones you normally use around the house. And they would have these bulbs sit behind a small TFT or thin film transistor screen, which that's where the image would show up. The light would go from the bulb through the screen and through the magic of lenses gets projected onto the screen or the wall or wherever you're projecting the, the image to. 
Now, these bulbs were the standard for years because it was simple tech, it worked, but there were a few drawbacks to it. And one being that these types of projectors, the bulbs really don't last that long. You had to be really careful changing them out. Uh, they only lasted for probably 3,000 hours, give or take, of actual use. If you change the bulb and you actually touch the glass on the outside from your finger, the bulbs would get so hot that the bulbs would shatter just from the oil on your fingers. And speaking of heat, these things produced a lot of heat because of those bulbs. So they had a lot of big fans on them, which made them fairly noisy. And you had to have fans in them because you had to keep the internals at a reasonable temperature. So they're loud, <laughs> unfortunately. Now, another drawback was that these projectors weren't meant for a room with a whole lot of ambient light. For these to work well, the room had to be very, very, very dark. No windows, no, no light leaking in from, you know, exposed outside windows, anything like that. For them to work at their best, they had to be in a very dark room. Now, next up are the DLP projectors. These will use either xenon or halogen bulbs, and they produce the light, and the pixels are actually created with the help of spinning mirrors. So it's a bunch of tiny spinning mirrors, and the spinning of the mirrors actually gives you the motion of the screen. Now, these will use a little bit less power than the halogen projectors, but they do have a tiny bit of lag due to the mirrors having to spool up and, and spin and everything. But the bulbs don't have to be changed quite that often compared to the normal halogens. These only have to be changed like every five to 7,000 hours. Now, another drawback to DLP projectors are that they're on the expensive side. It's a it's an older technology, but the tech that goes into them is very pricey. If the bulbs go out, they are on the expensive side and they're fairly difficult to change. So if you want, I mean, granted, they do great picture. Most of these are excellent, excellent projectors, but no going in that these are going to be more pricey up front. And if the bulbs do decide to go out, they're going to be a little bit more expensive to replace. And finally, the last type is going to be LEDs. These last for a lot longer before they go out. And they actually use a fraction of the electricity that most of the other ones do. Now, these actually, they'll last for, I've seen anywhere from 15 up to 50,000 hours before the bulbs will actually go out. So that's a long time that before you actually have to change them. And these, you don't have to worry about the oils on your fingers, anything like that. They're not that bad. They don't get that hot. So, but being that the LEDs shine at a little bit different temperature uh, than the other types of bulbs, the, the colors they produce are going to be a little bit more on the cool side. So they're going to have a little bit of a blue tinge to them. Now, most manufacturers know this already, and they try to set up the colors to adjust that in the settings and you can always go into the settings of the projectors and bump the color up a little bit to make it a little bit warmer and but still get the benefit of the led bulb now these projectors shine their light onto an rgb or three color lcd screen 
And this, of course, using lenses, projects the image. But what about the image itself that these projectors are making? Well, that's where your pixel count, your resolution, and your contrast ratio come in. These things are very important, and they are basically the, the steps for your overall quality that the image you'll see on screen. Uh, first, I'll talk about the contrast ratio, ratio, and this is basically the, the, the ratio of the brightest white that the projector can make and the blackest black that it can make. Now, it has two numbers separated by a colon. And in a lot of the LCD and LED TVs, the high def TVs that are coming out now, most of those, the contrast ratios are like a thousand to one. And a lot of the projectors are pretty close to that. You can find some with a lot higher contrast. If you can find a 2000 to one or better, that'll give you a much better image. Everything will be a lot clearer that way. Next up is your resolution. This can be a little bit tricky when it comes to projectors because some manufacturers, instead of putting on the box, they'll put, instead of putting the output resolution, what the projectors can actually produce, they'll advertise the input resolution. So they'll advertise what devices can be hooked to them to be able to produce an image. So if a they say, okay, it, it might have 4K on the box, which means it can play 4K, Blu-ray, Ultra, you know, UHD, DVD, uh, Blu-rays. But the output rate, the output range resolution that you're going to get is only going to be 1980 by 1020. So it's only going to be a 10, uh, uh, 1980 by 1920 by 1080, sorry. So it's only going to be a, a regular full high definition picture, not a 4K definition. So you have to kind of watch out and see what they're advertising as either input or output resolution. And one other quick thing too about resolution, projectors will almost always scale down what you're playing on them at least a little bit. If you are, the movie you're playing is a 1080 HD, a full HD movie, you know, the pixel count is going to be 1920 by 1080 pixels. The projector actually dropped that a little bit to something along the line of 1260 by 1024. So it won't be a completely full HD output, but it'll be close. The reason it does this is because the tiny screens that they use in the projectors or even the, the, the mirrors, they can't produce that full image going, going forward. They can only produce so, such, you know, high quality of an image. Now, since we're kind of talking about pixels already, this is one of the main reasons that projectors are downsized also, and it's because of the pixels themselves. Now, in most circumstances, you want as many pixels packed into as tiny as an area as you can get. That's what gives you that sharp image that we perceive as being high definition. Now, being that projectors work a lot different than your TV or your phone, the image that they make and finally output, you know, and from the distance between the screen right by the bulb and the actual output might be 12 to 15 feet. So the pixels, it doesn't matter how close they are right there at the bulb where the image is made, where it's projected, the pixels will have a lot more distance between them. So 
just like with a TV or phone, you want as many pixels as possible. But keep in mind that the pixels on the output of a of a projector will have a little bit more distance between them. So a lower pixel count will actually look fuzzy just because of the distances that are involved. Now, as far as technical aspects of a projector, that's kind of the things you want to keep in mind. But there are a few other questions that you need to know beforehand before you make that leap into projectorhood. And that'll make things a lot easier on you when you're actually looking and trying to find one that'll work with your current setup. So here's a few questions that you might want to ask yourself. Where are you going to set up your projector? Which room is it going to be in? How big is that room? Where are you planning to put the screen? Are you even going to use a screen? And if you use a screen, what kind? Will it be, will a projector be on a stand? Are you going to mount it onto the ceiling? Uh, Are there any windows in that room that are going to leak ambient light? What kind of player are you going to connect to it? Do you have long enough cables to connect that input device to the projector playing the content? Are you going to use separate speakers? Or are you going to use the ones built into the projector? And this one's kind of obvious, but is there an outlet close to where you want to set up your projector? Now, I know that's a lot of questions, but if you can answer all of those, or at least most of those, you're going to be ahead of the game when you start looking for candidates. Now, I'm going to try to answer some of these, but being that every room is different and everyone may use the projector in a different way, I'm just going to kind of stick to some generalities for these. But like I said, that's the kind of things that you want to get into the mindset of thinking of whenever you're de- when you're looking at these things. So you're not surprised by it whenever you actually do go ahead and buy one. First off, how are you going to connect to the projector? Now, this is probably the first thing you want to, you're going to want to figure out. What type of connector is it that you need the projector to have? Do you need it to have HDMI like most of your cable boxes and a lot of streaming devices have? Uh, do you need it to have a display port if you're planning to use it with like a, a mini computer or, you know, something along that line? Are you going to use it? Does it need a USB uh, connection if you're going to use your phone? Does it have a VGA input if you're connecting like your laptop or your netbook or something like that to it? Some projectors now even come with Bluetooth and Wi-Fi built in so you can stream stuff over the internet without even connecting any devices to it. Now, granted, I really wouldn't recommend using Bluetooth to stream to a projector the connection on Bluetooth, I mean, once the connection is made, it's not bad, but Bluetooth doesn't really have the bandwidth to play video or anything like that at a very high def quality. I mean, it, it only runs at like five meg, something like that. So it's not a very, it's not a very bandwidth happy uh, connection. So if you need to do something like that, Stick with Wi-Fi because that'll be a lot better as far as the connection goes and you go get a lot more speed out of it. So you'll get a lot better quality out of the output. But the bottom line with connections is the more, the better. 
the more connections that you can find on the projector you're looking at, the better, because that gives you more options down the road that you can use it for. So if nothing else, at least look for the one that you can find with the most possible inputs possible. That's in your price range. So that's pretty much the bottom line with that. Now, if you're planning to use a screen or not, now, most people can probably get away with not even using one if you want, but the texturing on your wall will cause small distortions in the picture. And if you're watching something fast paced, you're watching an action movie, that'll actually make your, make your eyes work harder the longer you watch. And if you're having to work more, just sitting there watching something, the longer you watch, it, the, the least enjoyable it's going to be. So if you do opt for a screen, that'll actually give you a much more uniform picture. You'll be able to enjoy it for longer. But not only that, depending on your room, there are different screen materials that can help you. If you have a lot of windows in the room, there's a lot of ambient light. There are some screens that are specifically designed for rooms with ambient light, just like there are certain screens that are manufactured specifically for very dark rooms and they're just made of different materials some will be more reflective some will be a little bit be a little bit less reflective but it depends on the type of room that you're going to put it in so you can get the most benefit out of it so knowing that ahead of time can be a big advantage and another advantage of is knowing how far you plan to put the projector from the screen all projectors have an optimal distance that they can be used to display the best possible image. So knowing that in, in advance can help you in your hunt as well. Now, again, I know that's a lot to take in in a short amount of time. But if you're thinking about getting a projector, these are just some of the things that I want you to take into consideration before you take the plunge. It'll not only help you select the best projector for the room and the setup that you want, but it's going to make it a lot easier to implement once you get it home. Now, I want everybody to be successful, especially when you're trying new tech. You're making improvements to your entertainment setup. You're doing different things. I want you to be successful in the things that you do. That's one of the reasons why I started this podcast. And that's why I brought up all those questions earlier. I want you to be thinking about these kind of things while you're debating you know, whether or not you actually want to do this. And I'm trying to think of questions that I would ask myself if I was in that situation. I want to, I want to know ahead of time, how big the room is, how far the projector is going to be, where it's going to be mounted, how I'm going to use it, what exactly I'm going to use the it for, if it's going to be for just TV, if it's going to be for movies only, if you're going to use it all the time, or if you're going to use it you know, just sparingly for like movie nights. You know, these are things that you want to look into and you want to know the answers before you start looking into getting a projector. Now, like I say, I, the way I'm, I'm, everybody knows I'm a tech guy. My brain works a lot different than most people. <laughs> you know, some call it a blessing. I, I, some say it would be a curse, but I want you to start thinking in this kind of frame of mind. And that's why I want, that's why I came up with the questions, because if I get you thinking in that, that frame of mind, at least for a little bit, 
that'll set you up for success. And if you're successful in implementing a projector or a new TV or anything like that, if you're successful, then I've done my job and that puts a big old smile on my face. So, but enough of the sappy stuff. Let's get into the top five and these will actually be in no particular order. So I just kind of went through and picked the five top ones that I could find that from different reviews on different sites. So we'll start off with number five, and this is the BenQ HT3550. And this is a $1,699 projector. It's a DLP projector. And it actually can, it's a 4K projector. It's only 2000 lumen in brightness. So it's not overly bright. It has two HDMI ports, supports 4K output and HDR, the high data rate has a 30,000 to one contrast ratio. So this thing is going to be, <laughs> the pictures on this thing are going to be insane as far as the brightness and the blacks. You can use it up to a screen size of 120 image, 120, in, eh, 120 inches. And it also has a 1.3 times optical zoom on it. So if you want to zoom in a little on the picture a little bit, you can without any kind of thing is just a little slider button. So I thought that was kind of neat. The reviews on this one were really good, but of course, it, because it's really good, it has the price tag to match. Now, keep in mind, all, all five of the top five, I have links to all of these on the show prep on the website. So downsizeitpodcast.com, you can check that. Show prep link is right under the embedded player and you can get to it right there. Next up is number four, the Optoma UHD-51A. And this one is $1099.99. This is actually an Alexa smart home ready projector. It's got a built-in media player and Wi-Fi display support. Supports 4K Ultra HD uh, resolution, 2400 lumens. So, so it's a little brighter than the last one has a 500,000 to one contrast ratio. So the blacks to the, to the whites are going to be very, very, it's going to, the contrast is going to be crazy on this one. It does support, support HDR 10. So it's going to have a lot more vivid color and brighter whites, deeper blacks has HDMI 2.0 and HDCP 2.2 connectivity. So that'll ensure that you have compatibility with your 4k video sources. This one also has a 1.3 X optical zoom and it also works with the Google assistant. So that one's kind of nifty. Number three, we have the Epson home cinema 2150. This is a 1080p three color LCD projector. This one is 699.99. It's very bright, has 2,500 lumens, has it's a widescreen full HD 1080p output resolution. Uh, the opti the optimal distance for this one is going to be 11 feet, and you can do it's a 132 inch diagonal diagonal picture once it's on the wall. It has a 60,000 to one contract contrast ratio, so this one will be very very good for dark blacks and bright whites on it. Also, it has wireless screen mirroring, so you'll be able to mirror your screen 
on your device for photos, videos, apps, using Miracast uh, for Android and Windows. You can stream HDTV, movies, videos, and games. It has a built-in 10-watt speaker for easy setup. And you can basically use it straight out the box. No other attachments necessary. And this one actually has a 1.6 times optical zoom. So it has a little bit more zoom capability than the previous two. Now, number two, we have the LG Mini Beam LED projector. And it's the model PH550. This one is $446.99. And this one, it being that it's a mini projector it's a small one very portable and so it, the resolution on it, it's not going to be quite as high it's only 1280 by 720 so it's only a 720 hd output it does have wire wireless connection capability with android and wi-fi it has bluetooth sound out so you can connect to a bluetooth speaker a separate bluetooth speaker and this one's actually battery powered so you can use it without having to plug it into the wall and the ba the batteries supposedly last up to two and a half hours on a single charge it's only 550 lumen but being that it's a small projector that's probably not very bad for the size and the portability now this one being that is it is an led you get 30 hour 30,000 hours of lamp life on it before you have to change the bulb so this one's more of a convenience item it's a sm very much smaller package but if you're going to be using it and moving it around this one may be something to look into and now my number one is going to be the epson ex3260 and this one is 449.99 this one is mainly for well-lit rooms rooms with ambient light that's mainly the reason that I, that I did pick this one. It's a 3300 lumen brightness on it. So it's very bright. But the only drawback to this one is the resolution on it is very low. It's only 800 by 600. So it's not even HD picture. But if you're just doing regular presentations and regular graphics and stuff, it's, it's going to be perfectly fine for you. It's going to be pretty much plug and play right out of the box. It'll work with the most laptops and media players. It does support HDMI and digital video. So you can, so it does have those connectors on it. Just be mindful that the resolution isn't going to be that great on it. So if you're trying to play something and want to see something in very high def, this probably won't be the one for you. But if you need a projector for a bright room, this one may be an option. So that's one thing on it also. Now, that's the top five. Again, all the links and all the information for these projectors are going to be on the show prep on the website. You can check that out. You can also check out the Facebook page at Down South IT. You can find me on there. Give me a follow if you don't mind. Uh, you can check me out on the YouTube channel. Subscribe if you haven't already. Not sure when the next video is going to go up, but I'm, I know I'm going to do some more later on. So kind of keep, in, keep, uh, keep up to date on that. Of course, at the top of the website, you can find all the different links to the show pages that the, the show is on. And like I mentioned earlier, if you use a podcast service that you like to listen to podcasts on that I'm not on, send me an email, Down South IT Podcast. You can either go to the website at the bottom. There's a form you can fill out and it'll send me a message. Or you can send me an email, downsouthit at gmail.com. 
So take your pick. You can do either one and I'll get it and I'll try to get the pod on whichever platform y'all are using because I want to get it in front of as many people as I possibly can. So the only way I know about some some of these is if y'all tell me because I'm not sure how many which ones everybody's using. So as I like to end every podcast, paraphrase from Albert Hubbard, technology can replace the work of many people but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out and be extraordinary today. Thank you all again for listening. You guys are the best. I'm going to keep up with, with everything. So if y'all have any suggestions, anything like that, please hit me up, email the website, however you want to do it. It's up to you. Facebook. I check them all. Y'all are all amazing. I love you. I'll catch you next time on the Down South IT podcast. Later. Later.